Good afternoon, sports fans. It's time for another edition of Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. And guys, for those of you who missed NBA's action yesterday, it's right here on this episode. We'll get things kicked off again with the NBA. The LA Clippers defeated the uh, Detroit Pistons 108-95 yesterday, improving their record to 28-25, while the Pistons fell to an even 527-27. This was the only time Blake Griffin would be able to play his former team this season, assuming both teams don't shock the world and make the NBA Finals, and he played well, just not well enough. Griffin finished with 19 points, 8 boards, and 6 assists, but Lou Williams got the upper hand, finishing with 26 points, 6 assists, and 4 rebounds in the Clippers' win. They also handed Blake Griffin his first loss with his new team this season. In another game, the Indiana Pacers uh, topped the Celtics 97-91, improving their record to 31-25 and and dropping the Celtics' record to 40-17, and also giving the Celtics only just a half a game lead on the second-place Toronto Raptors. The Pacers are definitely overperforming for their record and Victor or for their talent, excuse me. And Victor Oladipo exploded for 35 points and 10 rebounds in the win over Boston. Miles Turner added a 19 points and 7 boards. Kyrie Irving for the Celtics had 21 points, 5 assists on the night, with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum adding 16 and 15 points respectively. This wasn't the first time that Brad Stevens has questioned his team's willingness to play the right way on offense to be, as he calls it, crisp, as opposed to how the Celtics dug their latest hole anyway in last night's loss to Indiana. The loss cut their Eastern Conference lead, as I mentioned earlier, over second-place Toronto to a half a game and left the Celtics head coach wondering what it will take to put an end to these horrid starts to games. That was uh, courtesy of the Boston Herald. Last night, the Miami Heat were too much for the Bucks as they went on to win 91 to 85. The Heat improved to 30 and 26, while the Bucks fall to 30 and 24. Uh, this was Dwayne Wade's first game back with the franchise since la- spending uh, last year in Chicago and this year in Cleveland. Uh, so again, his first game back, uh, he received a standing ovation. It was really a great scene and it just felt right to have him back in a Miami Heat jersey. He finished with just three points in his 22 minutes on the court. Guard Tyler Johnson led the way with 19 points, while Hassan Whiteside added a double-double, 12 points and 16 rebounds. Giannis Antetokounmpo finished with 23 points and 11 rebounds. He just really does not have much help on that team. The Utah Jazz continue their great play of late with a win over over the Hornets, uh, the, the Jazz improved to 27 and 28. Hornets fall to 23 and 32, and the Jazz got the eight-point victory, 106 to 94. Rookie guard Donovan Mitchell is really coming into his own uh, as he had 25 points, six boards, four assists, and Rudy Gobert always a threat with his length and rebounding ability and his defense ability. Uh, added 20 points and 11 boards on the night. Donovan Mitchell, that's a name you're going to want to remember down the road. The Jazz really have an interesting team. This year they probably won't make much noise in the playoffs, but there's something you're going to want to pay attention to down the road. Speaking of which, the Jazz have won eight games in a row. Jimmy Butler exploded for 38 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists in his return to Chicago last night. But his Wolves, who are now 34 and 24, fell to the Bulls, who are now 19 and 35, 
with a, by a score of 114 to 113. The guy the Timberwolves traded Jimmy Butler for, Zach Levine, went off for 35 points and 5 boards to lead the Chicago Bulls to the upset win. Elsewhere, the Houston Rockets defeated the Denver Nuggets by a score of 130-104, to improving their record to 41-13 on the season, good for second in the Western Conference and also second in the NBA. Uh, James Harden led the way with 28 points, 11 assists, and 7 rebounds, while Clint Capella continues to thrive alongside James Harden and Chris Paul. He had 23 points and 25 rebounds, an excellent night for the young big man. Last but not least, the Trailblazers defeated the Sacramento Kings 118-100, and this was large in part thanks to Damian Lillard. He finished the night with 50 points, and he only played at 29 minutes. That's right, he didn't even play in the fourth quarter. So again, the Trailblazers improved to 31-25 and 25 on the season. Sacramento falls to 17-37. and 37. <clears throat> thing for Portland is I just don't know if they can get past you know the first round of the playoffs. They need to add another piece to add to their core starting lineup. And then I think they'd be a team that, that could really be a threat in the Western Conference. As far as NBA games today, there's really only one I thought that was worth your time, and that's the San Antonio Spurs are in gold or at Golden State to take on the Warriors. Spurs are coming in at 35 and 21, and the Warriors sit at 42 and 13 with the best record in the NBA. Vegas favors the Warriors by 11 tonight, and you can't blame them. The Spurs have a lot of injuries, so it's on the role players to support LaMarcus Aldridge if they want to pull off the upset look for Golden State to uh, really assert their dominance tonight. The Spurs, there's just a lot of injury trouble, and I just don't think even with you know a team effort that they could pull this off. But that's why games aren't played on paper. We'll just have to wait and see. Moving on to the NFL. Uh, this, is, this post is based uh, on the San Francisco 49ers and what they have achieved in this offseason and what they have achieved by bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, he uh, signed a five-year deal on Thursday and it achieved two things for the, for the team. Uh, future prosperity, they secured a, they've secured a franchise quarterback and in doing so became a destination franchise once more. During Friday's unveiling of the freshly wrapped goods, 49ers general manager John Lynch made his uh, sales pitch to leagues and pending free agents 75 degrees out and sunny outside we've got this guy garoppolo who wouldn't want to be here lynch said with a smile to bay area media contingent we want to become that we want to become a destination where everyone wants to be we've got a long way to go we were six and ten so this is a big day for us but we've got a long way to go and we're fully aware of that San Francisco enters the 2018 offseason with the second most cap space in the league per OverTheCap.com. They have $77.4 million in cap space. With needs at skill positions like wide receiver and depth issues at offensive line and other spots, that cap space will surely come in handy this offseason when acquiring appropriate talent. And if Lynch's call to arms falls on willing ears, the right talent. 
We're going to be aggressively prudent and always make wise decisions and look out for some years into uh, doing things though that we feel are fit and give us the opportunity to be better organization, Lynch concluded Friday. We're going to add, uh, we're going to make those moves. This takes up some of that room, but that was a trade-off we were happy to make and we've still got a lot left. With a young and confident QB, coach, GM trio in the building, Santa Clara for the next five years, there are fewer franchises in the NFL more attractive to those seeking new employment. Joining the Niners franchise in 2018 has the feel now of going in on a ground floor startup in the early days of the Silicon Valley. A jump made based entirely on confidence and newfounded resources at least that's the image the organization projected on Friday. And I don't think that this image they're projecting is far off when you look at it. This team has talent, and as soon as Jimmy Garoppolo was inserted into the starting lineup, they ripped off four straight wins, and who knows the way that team was playing. They could have been competing for a playoff spot in their division. You look at their division, the, new, the uh, Los Angeles Rams are obviously coming to new heights and are going to be a threat next season. But the Arizona Cardinals are in disarray. They just lost their coach. And the Seattle Seahawks are just an old team. And there's going to be a lot of moves and new faces made in that franchise. So you really got to like the 49ers' chances coming into next season to be at least challenging for a spot in the postseason. Again, that time will tell. But it's going to be interesting to see all these moves that San Francisco will try to make with that $77.4 million in cap space. Now let's talk college basketball, the non-professional level. Uh, there was a lot of 25, uh, top 25 talent in action today. First, with the number one team in the country, Villanova, taking on Butler. Villanova gets the win 86-75, to improving their record to 23-2, while Butler falls to 17-9. Kellan Martin of Butler did all he could to get Butler the W today, putting up 30 points, two boards. He was assisted by Kamar Baldwin with 25 points, both of them combining for 55 of the team's 75 points. To no avail, unfortunately, as Villanova's Dante Di Vincenzo, I apologize if I got that wrong, went off for 30 points. And Jalen Brunson also had 27 for 57 of the team's 86. Villanova gets the win, bouncing back from the loss at the hands of St. John's earlier this week. Oklahoma State at West Virginia, the 19th ranked West Virginia Mountaineers, hoping to improve their record to 19 and 6. Didn't get it done. Oklahoma State comes in and upsets the Mountaineers 88 to 85. A game that was back and forth all the way. Cameron McGriff and Kendall Smith both were clutch in Oklahoma State's win, both of them putting up 20 points on West Virginia's end. Uh, Javon Carter had an outstanding day, but he needed more help. He put up 33 points, 4 assists, 4 boards. West Virginia falls to 18-7, and seven, while Oklahoma State improves their viability as a bubble team with 15 wins and 10 losses on the season. <clears throat> that wasn't all, though. There's other games currently in action right now. 10th-ranked Kansas trails Baylor 58-54. 17th ranked Oklahoma trails Iowa State 65 to 60. 
This is an Iowa State team that's 12 and 11 on the season, three and eight in Big 12 action. If they don't look it though. They were ahead at one point in the first half, 40 to 23 over Oklahoma. Oklahoma obviously has since then clawed their way back into it, but it's not really on the back of Trey Young. He only has 13 points and nine assists currently. Christian James for Oklahoma leading the way with 17 points. On Iowa State's end, Lyndall Wigginton, the freshman guard out of Oak Hill Academy, leading with 20 points, 5 assists, and 4 boards. He has looked fantastic in this game. And Iowa State is a team that is to be feared on the road as they've beaten 7th-ranked Texas Tech by 20 or more at home. They also defeated West Virginia earlier this season at home. So Oklahoma should have known they were going to be in a dogfight and still a lot of time left in this game, over seven minutes. Elsewhere, 25th-ranked Miami in a dogfight with Boston College. Same goes for 21st-ranked North Carolina as they are in a heated battle with North Carolina State just under two minutes to go. They lead 85-80. to 80. Uh, That would be an excellent win for them to throw that on top of their win over Duke earlier this week. Fifth-ranked Xavier in a, in a battle with Creighton. They lead 43-37. to 37. Eighth-ranked Auburn has just tipped off with Georgia, 9-all. And talk about a team that no one was expecting. Eighth-ranked Auburn just... Bruce Pearl's done a fantastic job down there, albeit he could have done it uh, with an NCAA rules violation. Who knows? That remains to be seen. But they sit at 21-3 and on the season right now, and I, I've got to be happy for that Auburn program. You know, they have definitely been kind of a bottom dweller in the SEC, so it's refreshing to see a new face back in the top 25. And the game of the day, third-ranked Purdue against fourth-ranked Michigan State. Uh, that game tips off in about 15 minutes, so that's a game you guys should tune in on. That, of course, is on ESPN. There's 15th-ranked Tennessee at Alabama. Uh, a battle of Avery Johnson is doing a great job at Alabama, another basketball program that has had its ups and downs. This year, more ups than downs. They sit at 15-9 and nine on the season. And Avery Johnson has those guys playing tough. 15th ranked Tennessee is back in the limelight under coach Rick Barnes. And they hope to continue their great play of late as they have won, uh, let's see, five straight games. So uh, their last win over 24th ranked Kentucky at Rupp Arena. There's a few more college basketball games out there as well that should be worth mentioning. such as Virginia against Virginia Tech. The second-ranked Cavaliers come into this game on a 15-game winning streak, sitting at 20. Let's see, there's current standings. Have them at 23-1 on the season, 14-0 at home. That does not bode well for their rivals, Virginia Tech, who come into this game at 17-7. But that's why the games are not played on paper. Uh, you never, you can never trust predictions when it comes to rivalry games. Uh, you got to throw those out and let the two teams do battle. Seventh-ranked Texas Tech in action against Kansas State, another one of those teams that you just they came out of nowhere. Excellent recruiting being done down there in Lubbock. Twenty-fourth-ranked Kentucky hoping to get back on the winning track today against Texas A&M, who has had a terrible season. And 11th-ranked St. Mary's hosts 12th-ranked Gonzaga. St. Mary's, one of the longest streaks, uh, win streaks in college basketball currently at 19 games straight winning for the Gales. 
Uh, they come in with a 24 and 2 record overall. Gonzaga with a 22 and 4, 12 and 1 in conference. The their only loss in conference was to St. Mary's by two points at home in Spokane. Uh, I, I don't take a lot of stock into St. Mary's record. I think they've played a lot of weak competition, so it's gonna—it's definitely going to be a good game, but I see Gonzaga coming out on top in this one. Last but not least, you've got the 13th-ranked Arizona Wildcats hosting the USC Trojans. This here is a battle of teams that have underperformed all season. Arizona, with the talent they have, should be close to undefeated, but they just don't know how to play well together, and they... You can tell by the way they drop games against teams they should have beaten, namely the Washington Huskies, who most recently lost to the Oregon Ducks by 25 points. So this game will be worth watching. There's a lot of star power. It's on ESPN. The Trojans come in with a very talented roster. You just don't know how they're going to perform on any given night. They lost most recently to Arizona State, 80-78. to and that's it for college basketball. Let's move on to some Winter Olympics news. Guys, if that song right there doesn't get you ready to run through a brick wall, I don't know what will. Okay, that's probably a little bit of an extreme example, but in any case, let's talk Winter Olympics. Now, I will admit I am a little uh, not read up on Winter Olympic events, but that being said, let's dive into the latest news. The game's first medals uh, were Sweden's Charlotte Kala, who claimed gold in the women's cross-country skiing, and Northway, North, oh, Norway's Marit Bjorn taking silver, and Finland's Krista Parma, Parmakoski clinching bronze. I feel really bad for the announcers in the Olympics. Oh my gosh, the names you have to learn, it's insane. As a PA announcer for... Uh, my college up here in Lewiston, Idaho, LC. I've had some tough names come my way, but nothing like they, the Olympic announcers have to go through. Uh, the Koreans take to the ice a unified Korean women's hockey team with players from North and South Korea played Switzerland. They lost 8 nothing, but still newsworthy because it's, it's just rare to see North and South Korea coming together. And a landmark moment, not just for Olympic news, just in general, South Korean President Moon Jae-in has been invited to travel to North Korea by the country's leader Kim Jong-un, which, that's just great news to see. It, it, it turns out we don't need nukes to solve problems here. Uh, with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un's young sister Kim, jo Kim Yo-jong watching on from the stands, the uni Unified Korea ice hockey team took to the ice for the first time for their preliminary round clash against Switzerland. Uh, Kim Yo-jong was joined in the crowd by North Korea's Kim Jong-nam and South Korean President Moon Jae-in and and International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach. Switzerland ran out with a comfortable 8-0 win. Uh, stay tuned for more Winter Olympics news. I'll be sure to let you guys in, uh, know any uh, big-time news that I see worth mentioning. Uh, but that's all I've got for sporting news today. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. If you like what you heard, please hit the star on my channel to favorite my channel. And if you'd like to listen to me on other outlets, you can find me on Google Play Music or iTunes, Garrison Talk Sports. You can also find me on Facebook, once again, Garrison Talk Sports. And last but not least, I've also started trying my hand at sports blogging. Still working on improving, but if you'd like to read what I've written, head on over to garrishardy.wixsite.com. Again, that's garrishardy.wixsite.com. I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your Saturday.